0: that is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players, where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entry or knowing how to navigate the uncertainties of disruptive developments. Mindfeeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I am working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation and marketing. Let's get started on today's episode. Mm-hmm. I'm today with Panos Sjansos from Gre- uh, Cyprus. and. We are going to be talking today about the following topic. How a business can create and launch an online school as an additional source of revenue. But before we get started, Panos, can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Hi, Christian, and thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Panos Hiosos. I'm Greek originally, currently living in, in Cyprus, warm and sunny place everybody should visit. Uh, I've uh, launched, uh, along with my two co-founders, we've launched LearnWorlds back in 2014. LearnWorlds is an online business for creating and selling online courses. It's, a, it's, a, it's an e-learning platform. Uh, in terms of my background, I've studied computer science. I have a PhD in e-learning, and uh, so does my other co founder So we've been working in this uh, space, in the e-learning space, for more than 20 uh, years now.
0: Awesome. So uh, you've got great experience in education and uh, as well, of course, as you recently told me, uh, you have as well some big universities as well as clients and that, which is actually quite an interesting thing as schools and universities have to all adapt to the necessity to offer online education. We can't just go into schools, we can't go into university halls and gather in Huge numbers, and it doesn't work if you have like uh, one week one group, the other week the other group. It's a makeshift solution, but it doesn't really, really work, and doesn't protect us from the risks that we have in the current pandemic. And if you look at the current situation, uh, it's as well actually an opportunity as well for existing businesses to um, generate an additional revenue. If you have online education or you add it as an extra for your existing products and services where maybe clients will say, hey, that's an interesting thing to use additionally. And that's why I find the topic really interesting to talk about. And I'm very keen to find out uh, from you your experience and your ideas, how you're using as well, In particular uh, LearnWorlds.com as a platform for businesses who are wanting to create online education and as well maybe considering to generate revenue from it. What's your current view on, on these things that are possible?
1: Yeah, th- thanks, Christian. G- great intro. Uh, first of all, I, I would like to point out that the trend towards e-learning and online courses was already very, very big even before COVID. It, it's a e e-learning now is an industry before COVID. It was projected to grow to more than $325 billion by 2025. It was growing by almost 100% per year, especially our own smaller market where you create and sell online courses. And increasingly, we were seeing education happening outside of traditional educational channels, outside of schools, outside of academia. It's now super easy to just go to a website and get a course on how you can become a web developer, how you can become a designer, how you can become a better photographer, how you can do fitness at your home, or deal with a with a hobby. So that was a shift where people were, if they, if you wanted to learn something, you didn't necessarily have to go to a school or to a formal training business, but you could go online and find amazing knowledge that you could use anytime, any place, anywhere. Uh, 24/ 7 so you could control your path of learning and fit it with your with your busy lives that's uh, that's that's something that o- was already happening and uh, and in this space we were seeing more and more people trying to create their own online courses and sell them in order to monetize their audience or to monetize their content so if somebody you can uh, you can imagine people who have an existing large audience it could be authors. Podcasters, for that matter, YouTubers, bloggers, anybody who has a large following, they were trying to find ways to monetize and get uh, get some kind of resources uh, of remuneration for that kind of uh, uh, th- through that uh, through that audience. And creating an online course is one of the best ways to do that. Other people have great content. Uh, it could be trainers, it could be teachers, people who p- produce lots of uh, uh, videos or uh, or even or even text. And again, we're trying to find a way to monetize their audience. And the, the great thing here is that education is the best form of marketing for a business. You can promote yourself. You can promote your product. You can promote your service. You can get money in return. So uh, I usually say that an online course today can do anything and even more that than an e-book could do 10 or 20 years ago. So, people, I mean, Amazon was built on top of that. People were creating ebooks and publishing ebooks in order to obviously get revenue, in order to present themselves as experts, in order to attract leads to their business and uh, be able to do some, some lead magnets. Now, you can, a business can do that much, much more effectively uh, through the means of, uh, of, uh, of online courses. So, the trends towards e-learning were very much growing even before COVID. People were trying to work from home, escape nine to five, create a business that wouldn't necessarily require you to be in a big city uh, commuting every day and working in an office for uh, for eight or, or 10 hours, trying to get some kind of, of passive income. So the, the trends in, uh, in, the, in terms of how we work were already there. And also, the trends in how we learn were already there. I mean, we go to university, that's the ideal path, let's say, finish school, go to university, get some solid skills and theoretical background, and then learn the actual skills that you would would need. However, business is changing so fast, and the economy is changing so fast, everybody needs to be trained and retrained constantly. Right now... We just got out of, uh, even even the US and then later the EU, we got out of financial crisis and people had to create their own jobs if they couldn't find jobs. So there is a constant need for being uh, trained and retrained. All these things were already happening to a certain extent and then obviously COVID happened, with, which acted as a catalyst. So at that point, we realized uh, under extremely unnatural conditions, that it's no longer possible to go to school and do the simple things that we could do it's not possible to attend a, a class and this is where when this uh, this trend towards e-learning really skyrocketed and more and more people and professionals understood what they can do with the means of, of e-learning and uh, how a professional can create an online school and reach their customers their audience their their students through the means of, uh, of e-learning and get profit uh, in the in the meantime so I, I, we really hope that all these things with COVID will go away soon. In, in the meantime, we have to do our best and as a platform, we are helping people to launch their own online schools and stay afloat, adapt to an online business model because we will need this uh, uh, this online business model and this, uh, and this adaptation. But I, I totally believe and we're seeing that because we're so many months into these uh, lockdowns and all these restrictions and uh, for me, it's apparent that people now have... Lots of people have been educated about using online courses and how easy it is to consume them or how even easy it is to create one and start and start selling. So I don't believe that even after COVID goes away, that it will return totally 100% to the old way of doing business or doing training. So I really cannot see a future where, let's say, a company wants to train 200 employees and puts them in a hotel for five hours of PowerPoint. I think this will this will never happen again. We will meet again. We will have parties and and, and drink a few beers and, and mix and mingle. But there are so many more uh, res- resource efficient and uh, and effective ways to provide training uh, to uh, to to people. Either if it's for skills based to get them to new to get some new some new skills or even for fun because this is also a large part of education it's not about hard skills it's also about fun doing uh, fitness and gymnastics adapting your diet l- learning a new hobby Doing, learning how to do photography, gardening, cooking. There are all sorts of different uh, amazing skills that people are interested in. And even now under these conditions, they can only consume through online courses, but also in the future, because they have discovered online courses and the wealth of knowledge that you can get from there, you will just be able to go online, uh, get an online school, Learn something about your topic and uh, and about the topic that you are interested in, and be uh, happy in what you're doing.
0: Yes, that's that's true because uh, when you look at it as well with the schools who are now uh, closed, uh, children even as young as six, seven, or even eight or nine are now learning to use uh, computers, tablets, mouses, pens, and e-pens, and all these different things. Something that maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago wasn't there. Either the technology wasn't existing or it wasn't something that was usually accepted or properly sponsored. When I think, when I started programming, um, when I was, over, I think, 13 or so, I had a computer that was by far powerful, better, and more advanced than the computer that I got access during our IT class in school. And it was crazy because I asked my teacher, well, can't we do graphics and color and so on? Uh, No, without Siemens system, we can't. And I was using an Amstrad uh, CPC-464, which was comparable to the um, a bit less powerful uh, Commodore uh, C... 64, I think, it was, which is quite a different different platform. And now, look, look today, it's so much easier. You can have even you have people who maybe can only afford a, a phone, a smartphone or so. Then you've got kids uh, watching the lessons on the smartphone. It's something, but maybe it's not exactly very good for the kids' eyes when you think of it, at the small screen and trying to read something and so on. Um, but it's at least a solution. At least kids can get some education by whatever means possible. And the same thing is for students who maybe are nearly going to graduate and boom, you've got the pandemic and they can't even really get the stuff or or children who or youths who are going to leave school and need the final exams to have the right marks to gain access to university. And suddenly things get confused and, and messed up and that's the thing if you can't properly consume e-learning education then you're not going to get the school marks you need to reach the next level of education which can be a drastic impact on their long-term income and and, and future and that and um, i've just had a look this morning as well at your uh, platform and it looks really interesting with all the different things that are available so when you look at it, a, a business who's got as well an existing client base and maybe is offering some kind of products, they must have a good opportunity as well to add this as an additional service for their clients so that the clients stay with them. And after the pandemic, maybe they decide to invest the funds that they have collected because they haven't been willing to actually spend money and then decide, okay, we we'll stay with this provider, with this manufacturer, because they've provided us maybe additional knowledge that we've cut more costs and become better. So let's buy more of their products in that. Maybe a reciprocity process that actually customers buy. And how how can actually companies and can they charge on the platform their customers for using it? Or mm-hmm. or how can I integrate it?
1: Yes, uh, of course. It's a great question. Uh, for, first of all, when we're talking about schools, just to, to clarify that, we're not talking about the public schools. Or uh, mm. I mean, we have some of those that are using the platform, some universities and stuff like that. But the platform that we have is already e-commerce enabled out of the box, which means mm-hmm. that anyone who can, ha- can just launch a school right away uh, upload their videos, their online content, it can be ebooks, ebooks, videos, assessments, it can even pr- give a, a certificate to those that successfully complete the course automatically, all these things happen automatically, and then the system is e-commerce enabled out of the box, so you just plug in your payment gateway, we can, which can be PayPal or it can be Stripe or any other number of, uh, of of payment of payment gateways, and then you can just start charging for your online courses. And there are so many different business models here. You can sell an online course as a one-off, so people can go in, and they can pay 100 euro or 100 dollars and get the course, or increasingly we see. Subscription payments, membership sites, where you keep publishing new content and you can be charging people $50 per month. An amazing school that we have, I like these guys very, very much, the School of Calisthenics, they're doing calisthenics which is a form of fitness some guys from the UK they were they had an online school uh, launched before the, the pandemic at, at some point in uh, in uh, mid to 2019 they were big on instagram so started shooting some great videos with their, like showing exercises and these guys uh, uh, they had already managed to to have lots of paying customers even before the pandemic, and some very interesting business models there. You can just go in and purchase one set of exercises on its own, or you can just subscribe with a a basic subscription, which I think at some point costed something 7.5 pounds per week. So, lots of different uh, uh, business models and ideas and innovation. And once uh, obviously, COVID uh, came uh, came along. All these things really exploded. Their gr- their school grew uh, to a, to a global uh, a global player in this uh, in this specific space. So there are lots of different things that a business can do. If somebody has a training business, uh, then obviously they can just upload their content online, or they can do live classes as well, and they can be start they can start selling courses uh, right away. A small example that I can give. of how we were able to to help people during the pandemic, lots of yoga studios and fitness and dance schools, they just migrated to You You plug in your Zoom account, to rules or multiple Zoom accounts if there are multiple teachers teaching at the same time, you put a price to your course and that's it. Your, your students can just go online and start watching the uh, purchase and, uh, lo- and and watch the, the online courses. And this seems to be, obviously, the... The trigger for that was the pandemic. These trainers might have never thought about doing online courses uh, because they had, I don't know, their small practice or their small gym. However, lots of those trainers realize how scalable online courses can be. Because if you're a trainer, how many people can you teach in a day? Like eight hours? How many hours can you teach? Five, eight, ten? If you're a trainer in a, in a city, let's say in, uh, in Munich, you naturally reach your neighborhood, your city, perhaps a bit outside your city, or even or, or even your your country if it's a small country. However, with online courses, you can create a great course, a self-paced course, and sell it 24/7 to a global audience. So, a training business is no longer constrained by by the kind of audience that it has next to it, or or by by the time, or by the country, or even by the language, and you can sell to a global. Uh, to a global audience. So so for training businesses, this can be an amazing, we have some some customers that are making multi-million, they they have made multi-million dollar businesses entirely running on top of LearnVault. So this is a business in a box. And even a small trainer or somebody who knows something that others could profit from can uh, can launch an online school. And and there are some some great cases here. We have schools that are teaching more business-related skills Uh, for example, finance and web development and web programming and how to become a a salesperson or how to become a a data scientist or data analyst. But also we have lots of people who are teaching uh, lifestyle uh, and hobbies. It could be fitness, it could be photography, it could be how to become a better spouse, how to become a better parent, um, massage or or, uh, herbal medicine. Lots of different stuff. I saw last week, I saw an amazing school that was launched recently on our platform. Somebody is teaching dog photography. So it teaches you how to create some amazing photographs of your dog, you know, catching a frisbee or uh, running through through the water. And this is already a profitable online school. There are people who are interested in all sorts of different things. So there's lo- lots of opportunities. If you know something very well, if you're passionate, if you find your niche, chances are that you can create a profitable online school around that topic. But also businesses that are not into training and they are not interested in this kind of, uh, of experience like selling courses directly to, the, to, the, uh, to, to other people, even all businesses can, uh, can profit from, uh, from training. As I mentioned before, I totally believe that education is the best form of marketing. Because you're not aggressive, you're not like pushy or selling something directly to people, you give them knowledge. And, and this is something that we tested ourselves. The best lead magnets that we have for our business is not when we give eBooks or do, uh, I don't know, or give things or invite people to, to do trials. We just give free courses. And we say, this is a free course where you can learn how to create your online school. That's it. And people love to, to, to get to know new things. So this, this can be an amazing thing for uh, for a business, even a consultant or a service provider to be able to attract new customers uh, because you teach your potential customers about something that they're interested in. So they might get the free course, which doesn't have to be something very elaborate. It can be just a 30-minute Uh, course with uh, a couple of videos and a couple of e-books teaching people, for example, how to do the best podcast, how to be amazing uh, podcast hosts. This is something that I'm sure hundreds of thousands of people are interested in. So uh, any business, depending on what it does, it can create an educational offering and can use that to attract uh, uh, to attract uh, new, new customers. And the next thing is that if you already have, as you mentioned before, if you already have an established clientele, Training your customers is the best thing that you can do, especially if you have a product or a complex product or a service. Manuals don't work anymore. Uh, uh, And all the brands, what they're trying to do is to keep their audience and their customers as close as possible to to what you offer. So some of our best customers, they're not selling courses to the, the general public. What they're doing is they're educating their customers how to become an expert in this particular equipment or how to use our software to do more stuff like a software education uh, academy if if you are a software business and you are trying to solve your problems with support and users don't knowing how to use your software the best thing that we are using and we see the results of that is we have an amazing academy where we with amazing free courses academy.learnworlds.com where people can learn how to use our platform so this is the be- so educating proactively you give them the knowledge instead of trying to give them manuals later or or try to to help them to do uh, to to solve a problem that they uh, may have found and what and this is uh, this is a trend that already The big brands are trying to do, not just a small company can profit from that, but even big companies like, I don't know, Mercedes and BMW, they're trying to get uh, their audience, their customers close to the brand as much as possible. And we see that happening everywhere. It could be, let's say, a company that makes pasta. And what they do is they produce some great videos, not selling the pasta but teaching you how to cook a great uh, a great pasta plate. So all these little things can be used very in a very creative way. Ed- uh, education, best form of marketing, very subtle. People are interested into, into learning something new. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be a trainer. You don't have to be a, a professor. Uh, there is lots of content that can be produced. And, and you mentioned also something very important before. Technology has progressed so much. It's now... Super easy to create a video. A few years ago, when we were starting our, our own uh, 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 journey on, uh, on e-learning, let's say 10, 20 years ago, it was still, 20 years ago, it was impossible to create a video and be able to stream it at a good speed uh, for people to watch. It was, uh, the, the internet didn't have, simply didn't have these speeds and computers weren't as powerful. While now we see people that create that are able to record online courses simply with their mobile phones without even having a computer they just go in record a few short videos like 5 minute videos or 10 minute videos they uh, they do minor editing they upload them and they have a course ready to uh, ready to to sell so now technology is much more accessible people are uh, much more accustomed to using video and using all these, uh, all these great tools. And also, uh, as you mentioned again before, users have now become accustomed to online courses. Our kids do it from five years old to, uh, to our parents and our, and our grandparents they're uh, using Skype and they're using Zoom and they're using Viber and all those different tools so uh, we we've learned the hard way in the, in this last uh, last year how to use all these tools and and for me it's impressive uh, the the transformation that we saw in the in the industry. While a couple of years ago, you had to be a bit more tech savvy, you had to be like an early adopter. You know, you know about online courses. You are the creator kind. You you have to have the like a camera and stuff like that. But now we see everyday people. This is also one of our major goals: to have the platform as user friendly as possible, so that really, literally, anybody will be able to create an online course. So. And now we see people who just go take their mobile phone. They uh, they 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 record their videos. In sometimes, in some cases, they can just use their laptop camera, or they can do a screencast and record something that they're showing on their on their laptop, like a presentation, and then record that with a microphone. Every laptop now has these kinds of of, of 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 capabilities. And another thing that it's a, it's a kind of a paradox here that. Uh, uh, covid cured us from our perfectionism i was seeing that uh, lots of aspiring course creators uh, lots of the times they were being blocked by how perfect they wanted their course to be so they were imagining you know great angles hollywood style production having the best possible video and t- showing it out there now Everybody is much more relaxed to say, okay, this is good enough. I will show that to our users. I guess this happens also with how we work. We go, we are in our living rooms, uh, cats and kids and dogs pass and we're doing a professional Zoom because everybody's working from home. So we are uh, much less perfectionist. And that's a great thing to do because you are testing things. No course will be ever perfect. No course can be perfect at the same time, but what you can do is you can create your first product, uh, launch it. In, in fact, we're just doing uh, one of these trainings, a bootcamp with our own, uh, with our own customers. We call it the, the Just Launch It Bootcamp, where we step-by-step, step, we guide our users how to package their content, how to set it up in their schools, and launch their first version. The first version might not be fantastic, but you will show it, you will get some feedback, you will improve it. And then as you improve, you will be able to have a better product that will bring you some, uh, some sales or educate your users, your customers, your associates, achieve the results that you that you uh, need.
0: Absolutely. And when I think of it, um, I have been doing, I've been, I think, when idea, I did in 2001, I did my first Microsoft training and certification for Microsoft trainer And later on, did a lot of uh, courses at a time where we didn't have that kind of technology. And then last few years, I've had a platform that we had to partly program ourselves and combine as well as with tools like Infusionsoft and Memberium plus this and so on which create a lot of costs every month and it was as well quite some time consuming for us to uh, as well to find out how it all works to get it all working properly and so on besides of course producing content that needed professional camera equipment and blue screen and uh, green screen and all other kind of stuff and so we've got of course all this kind of different content and eventually we just decided, okay, um, the world is changing, so what we've been using till now isn't uh, any more appropriate to what fits, so we stopped using these systems. And when I look at your platform, uh, it shows that not only it is possible to set up a system with less work, but as well being able to... um, have as well additional leads because when I look at your platform, you have obviously like a directory or library where I can as well publish my own content. And if somebody is looking through all the different publishers' content and they see, okay, oh, I like this that Christina's done or this that Sue's done and so on, then they might decide, okay, I'll have a look, maybe have a preview and then eventually decide to buy the course, which is a good thing actually because have a huge opportunity to choose and it's an additional source of potential leads
1: uh, yes uh, j- just to explain something here in our own case our platform uh, we are not a marketplace so you will not mm-hmm. find a, a catalog of all the courses because mm-hmm. what we do is effectively each one of our customers has its own school its own business which is great mm-hmm. because you own the content you own it mm-hmm. uh, you you publish your school in your own domain. So if you already have a domain name uh, like uh, www.mywebsite.com, then you can publish it as academy.mywebsite.com. Or if you don't have one, then our platform can become your website because it also includes a full website builder, which means that you don't need any other tool. You don't need, I don't know, WordPress or Squarespace or Wix or anything else. You can just build an entire e-learning website on top of Learnable with the uh, with the same tool and the same and the same subscription. And this is much more valuable for the instructors because they get their own business in a box. You own the domain, you own the data, you own all the revenue that comes through your online school. So it's uh, uh, this is what our customers uh, prefer. So let's say if, if there are two different business models, the marketplace as Amazon or the individual, uh, let's say e-commerce site like Shopify, then what we do is like Shopify. So we are the Shopify for online courses. You can just come to our website, start a free trial. You get your own URL and you can put your own domain there. You upload your content and then you share to your own audience. So it's uh, uh, this, this way... Uh, you have control over who sees your courses you have to attract your own customers so you, we cannot bring you customers that's something that we cannot do because we do not know all the different niches and all the, the different markets but we give you the marketing tools and the training so that you can attract capture and uh, and convert sell to your uh, to your uh, to your to your students or share your courses mm
0: mm-hmm. mhm yeah, that's, that's good. That's really, very nice. Um, so it was great having you here on the show panels and getting all these interesting insights and seeing what's all possible in the e-learning world. Um, if people want to, get, want to get in contact with you or want to find out more about your platform, how can they reach you or f- find it?
1: You can just visit our website at www.learnworlds.com We are doing daily webinars so any questions you might have there my team will be uh, super happy to get you through the training and help you discuss your your solution and you can always send us an email at hello at learnwolves.com I'm also CC'd in the email so I'll probably see it right away so we'll, uh, we'll reach out and try to help anybody. We know that Uh, 2020 has been a a terrible year for for lots of us we we hope that all this will go away soon in the meantime we have to do what is best for our uh, families and our businesses and our communities, try to stay afloat the future of learning is online and we are trying to be the best provider to help anybody to start leveraging learning to grow their business
0: That's great, thank you for being here on the show
1: Thanks for having me, Christian. Have a nice
0: day. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Growth Zone with Christian barge Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website follow.prmediareach.com. I will be adding the link also to the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. For those of you who are listening and signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a free copy of The Ultimate Guide on Content Marketing. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett-Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo, and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years. It also got me contacts with police, transport authorities, military, and several universities and even leading research institutes for sure it also worked wonders as it got me many small medium-sized entrepreneurs and enterprises as clients and that even included international clients from all around the world the link to sign up for our free broadcasting service and the guide is follow Dot dot com That will give you access to the most recent version of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me as well on Twitter by using the Twitter handle CAP barge that's spelled Charlie Alpha Papa Bravo Alpha Romeo Tango Sierra. Charlie Hotel. Yes, that is C-A-P, barge. Charlie, Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel.